welcome back to another edition. It's been a minute of the Zone TV, the first ever off-air edition. We're not on the No Filter Network today, but we'll be back soon. But it was such a wild weekend in the NFL, past two weekends in the NFL. This conference championship weekend, though, absolutely delivered. I had to jump on here. So, a lot to digest in the sports world right now. This conference championship weekend was absolutely unreal. We've had six straight games in the NFL that have come down to essentially the final possession. Tonight's 49ers-Rams game came down to the wire. Garoppolo made a turnover. Almost came down to the final possession. Pretty much did. It was just... Before I get into anything else, as a football fan, as a sports fan, there's these certain stretches in time that you look back on and sometimes while it's happening, you don't understand how great it is. It's easy to get caught up in the moment. Whether your team's involved, you're betting on the games, fantasy sports, whatever it may be. It's easy to lose sight of just how special a run can be. These last two weeks in the NFL have been two of the, the greatest weeks in, I was going to say NFL history. And I'll even throw in sports history. And I'm not going to go over the top. I'm not going to say... It's even top five in sports history. Top ten. I don't know. I haven't looked at data. I'm not going to get caught up in the number or in the moment. You can probably crunch some stuff on that. You know, figure out a little more. Do a little research. <laughs> Excuse me. So the point being, I'm not going to go off a limb and say this was the best two weeks of sports ever because I haven't really looked into it. But this is what I'll say. When you look back at two-week runs, there's certain things that come to mind. NBA Finals runs. I think about those LeBron James led Miami Heat teams, love them or hate them. There was a special thing going on there where the world was tuning in to either see that team win or see that team lose for three years in a row, almost four years in a row. It was just, I, I, I'm going off the top here. The point is, there's those, there's those runs. That was one of them. The USC Trojans of the mid 2000s with Reggie Bush. Some was special. Now, of course, this was two weeks. Of football, I'm not going to go over the top. What I'm saying is, is if, if you're a diehard football fan, you're a diehard sports fan, and you follow these last six games in the NFL, when we look back in a few years, we're never going to forget this stretch. And that was the point. It might not be in the greatest games ever, sports history. You know, there's been a lot of history. But just in one sport to deliver like that, back to back to back to back to back, you know, six times, that's it's impressive. So I had to start out by saying that because there's always going to be somebody who hates. There's always going to be somebody who says that wasn't good enough. I think everybody can agree on this one. This was great. Now we got two weeks to wait for the Super Bowl. So let's dive just in a little bit more into the playoff stuff. Congratulations, Matthew Stafford. Guy has had... The definition of a journey to becoming now officially a Super Bowl quarterback. We'll see if he can become a Super Bowl winning quarterback. I think Stafford also is a great example of this. Took him 13 seasons. Made his first Super Bowl. Won his first playoff game this year. Joe Burrow's in his second year. Already in the Super Bowl. It's just a great example of the fact not every first round pick is going to have the same journey. Trevor Lawrence is in his first year. There was struggles. Pretty much got handed the keys to, let's just, I'll make a car comparison here. Joe Burrow came in. He had the keys to, uh, you know, 
was a mid-range, you know, SUV. It was okay. It was a middle-of-the-pack car, right? It was going to get you by. Trevor Lawrence came in. He had, like, the third-generation car, hand-me-down, barely running on its last little bit of oil. And he's, they threw him the keys and said, hey, buddy, figure this thing out. I know you don't, and it's a stick shift. I know you know how to drive that, but, uh, and the clutch barely works. So figure that out, kid. That's what Trevor Lawrence was dealing with. And Joe Burrow, on the other hand, he came in. Zach Taylor is a coach who got basically no credit, very little recognition. Nobody really knows much about him. I'll, I'm going to be honest, this year he has proven that to me and anybody who was not very well aware of him, this guy is clearly doing something right. He's a top-tier coach who's utilizing his talent to a great way. And the Bengals deserve a lot of credit for bringing in Jamar Chase. They have Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, Joe Mixon. I mean, Burrow's surrounded by talent. And Trevor Lawrence, um, the point I was getting at is a kid like Trevor Lawrence could look at a Matt Stafford or a guy like Deshaun Watson. Some of these young quarterbacks who maybe haven't hit that peak yet, but the talent's there. You could still win a Super Bowl, keep working hard, and wait till the situation's right, and you're going to see what happens. So that was what I was getting at. And kudos to Matt Stafford for being one of those old-school gunslingers who really adapted this year. I don't have the numbers right in front of me. I could try to pull them up. Actually, I do have him right in front of me. What do you know? Can't prepare today. Stafford this year, 41 touchdowns and 17 interceptions. So he 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 had his Matt Stafford moments. I guess 17 picks is 17 picks. The point I was going to say is he adapted enough to take care of the ball, play a different style of football, and win games because he's an old-school gunslinger, and I love that about the guy. He's fun to watch. Now he's a winning quarterback, and there's no denying that. So. The numbers have been there. Stafford deserves a lot of credit. And like I said, it could be an inspiration for other young quarterbacks who are maybe struggling, other young first-round picks who are maybe going to have some different adversity. You'll watch a guy like Burrow. you look back to a guy like Russell Wilson or Big Ben, these guys who early in their career had a lot of success. It doesn't always have to go that way. You know, there is going to be the Matthew Staffords, those veteran guys who come out later in their career. And they peak at the right time on the right team because that's just how the cookie crumbles. Anyways, I'm pumped for Stafford. I'm a Bears guy. As a fan of the Bears, watch a lot of Bears football. And Stafford's one of those guys who you root for even when he's playing against you. And that's very rare because you saw the guy so many times take a big hit or rally that Lions team to only lose. And Whatever it may be, he was always going to keep going and keep fighting. You could respect that about him. So I'm going to keep quit rambling about Stafford and keep moving here. Interested to see how the Rams do in the Super Bowl, though. McVay, I will say this. He's been very not as – now, I'm going to say – I was going to say he's not as Sean McVay like in the postseason where he calls the games a lot more timid. Now, let me pump the brakes, I will say. In the postseason, the great ones – you want you don't there's you know that you're not gonna blow a lot of great teams out. You have to play that style of football. Maybe he learned after a couple runs early on in the postseason, losses along the way. You can't always hit the fireworks early. So maybe there's a method of the madness. Get the ball in Stafford hands, Stafford's hands when it matters, and give him a chance to win. So I'm interested to see how the Rams do in the Super Bowl. Another quarterback who. Had a chance to quiet the doubters, but didn't in this one was Jimmy Garoppolo. And I have been a lot more supportive of Garoppolo than most people covering football, watching football, fans, whatever it may be. A lot of people like to rip on Jimmy G, but I had the post ready on Twitter in the drafts 
all he does is win, 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 no matter what. You know, the one time, I think it's a, you know, it's an old DJ Khaled song or whatever. But I was, you know, Jimmy G, that's what he was about to be driving home bumping. Didn't go down like that. He made the turnover late. And, you know, what I'll say is I've defended Jimmy G. I've been a Jimmy G defender. I think the guy, I think there's a place in the NFL for a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo. But after watching Mahomes, Allen, Burrow, Stafford, I mean, it does feel a little, just a little bit. And I'm and I say this with respect because I think Jared Goff is also a guy who there's a place in the NFL for. I think it's a little bit like Goff with the Rams, where there is truth to the fact that if they can find the right upgrade, you take the chance. Now, Trey Lance is a guy who he's going to have an interesting comparison from day one if he takes over this team next year. He's going to be immediately, in my opinion, it's going to be like Alex Smith and Mahomes 2.0. Now, the difference is he has to at least be 80% of Mahomes in his first season for that to work. And I think coming off a season where you're like, we were one game from the Super Bowl, you have to really be ready to commit to a young kid because you're going to spend the first six weeks of your season just making sure he's that guy unless you really know like he's that dude. Because every once in a while, it's just a, a guy clicks. He finds that rhythm in practice, whatever it may be. Like Coaches know. They're watching every day. Kyle Shanahan knows, but if Trey Lance isn't 100% ready and you rush him in there, that could backfire because we've seen the stats without Jimmy Garoppolo on the field. Kyle Shanahan's record, I believe, is like nine, and it's not very good. That's what I'll say. I'm not going to drop the stat if I don't know off the top of my head, but it's not very impressive. So, <laughs> excuse me. It's been a long day of football. It's been a heck of a two weeks of football. But today is definitely uh, one of those days where you spend about seven hours watching games. Did a lot of stretching, a couple walks here and there. But, you know, not the healthiest day. You know what I'm trying to say. So, moving along. We keep it real on the Zone TV. First episode in a while, your boy J.D. Dugan. So, three spots real quick. If Jimmy Garoppolo is on the move, that makes sense. And then we'll keep this show moving along, a little more playoff talk. The Saints, I said this on the Rico and JD show, live on No Filter Network. You guys don't want to miss that one. Friday mornings, the show that is changing sports, journalism, sports talk. I meant shows change sports talk, but it's one of those nights. I mentioned, I, I think the Saints, there's a small chance they go back to the Aints, as they used to say pretty quick, as far as that used to be the old nickname, just a team who did not perform fans wearing the paperbacks of the stadiums over their heads that kind of a vibe so i think that being said jimmy garoppolo is a guy who he's enough of a winner he could be a stable presence to help keep that organization afloat over in my opinion Taysom hill or Jameis, because neither of those guys have shown enough to me that you can put the ball in their hands and they're gonna at least you know what you're going to get. And I and I say that as the fact that I think Jameis has a lot of talent. I think Taysom Hill, for his unique skill set, is an extremely useful piece in the right system. 
but neither of those guys have, have had the consistency of Garoppolo as far as winning games, and that goes a long way, especially when your team is going to be in full-blown rebuild mode, it looks like, with a new head coach. So that one is going to be interesting to watch. The Seahawks, of course, hypothetical, but there's rumors swirling Wilson could be on the move. Again, I'm not saying he's going to win them the Super Bowl, but is Pete Carroll at that age ready to rebuild? Probably not. Bringing Garoppolo, he's going to keep things moving. He might not be a Super Bowl QB, but he's had a lot of success in that division. You put a couple defensive pieces on that Seahawks team, they're going to bring in a new defensive coordinator. Maybe things work out. Just a potential fit. And lastly, this is the one that's a little bit of roll-the-dice move here. But if Tom Brady is truly retiring, and I'm not even going to get into that today on the Zone TV, tonight on the Zone TV. This is more about the playoffs real quick, because on the Rico and JD show Friday, I'll definitely get into that. And I might even do another quick thing about that. And you can check on my Instagram, your boy, or on the Zone Sports underscore, a great video posted by your boy JD about that topic and Tom Brady, whether it's retirement or not, and the saga and that whole situation's a mess. Now, if he does retire, why not look to replace him with a guy like Garoppolo? Is he gonna be Tom Brady at this point in his career? I think we know Jimmy G is not Tom Brady. That argument settled. But if there's anybody who is Brady-like in his way of play, when he's at his best, he's getting rid of the ball quick. Quick five to maybe 12-yard routes. Quick throws. I'm going to say the word quick, 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 because that's, that's what Brady's all about. If you put Garoppolo in that Bucks offense with Mike Evans, Godwin, we'll see who else is around. Those kind of pieces, though, in the Arians offense, and Arians is another coach. He's not going to want to rebuild. It's an older dude. He's, you know, let's be real. He's trying to stay competitive. Jimmy Garoppolo could get that team back to the playoffs. I'd be willing to, if uh, the odds were they were an underdog to make the playoffs going into the season, that'd be a nice little bet to throw down because I think he's a guy who he could keep that organization afloat. So we'll move on from the Garoppolo stuff. I think he's going to be a guy who's always going to have a weird, weird career trajectory because he came in as Tom Brady's backup. And there's enough people who really resented the way that all went down with Garoppolo potentially being the one to replace Brady that I think for him to ever fully get his credit, he's going to have to go out there and win a Super Bowl, and he's the one who makes the plays to win it. You know, the Niners would have won the Super Bowl this year. I still think Trey Lance takes over the team in the next two years, and there's just no denying that almost because that's just the way it's going for his career. Is that fair to Garoppolo? I don't think so. But there's a lot of people who would say he just doesn't make plays when it counts the most. Now, last thing I'll say, and I'll move on from the Jimmy G talk, but I think it's interesting because I I haven't known what to make of his career. I've always thought I like the way the Niners played it this year, though, by giving their young quarterback a chance and letting Garoppolo go out there and win games and let him learn from a winner. That being said, I do think it's interesting to talk about because the guy is just... It's interesting. Tom Brady's backup to a lot of people still. He's not a top prospect. He was not... He's just kind of this underdog who was Brady's backup, learned from the go, was supposed to replace Brady, and he's won a lot of games on a Shanahan offense. That's what a lot of people view him as. I view him as a winner. I don't think there's... A, I think there's 
you can't just uh there's no coincidences in professional football i mean you got to earn it everything's earned in that sport so that's what i'll say you got to earn it if you're going to win games in the nfl moving along another guy who has clearly earned it joe burrow ice cold joe burrow i mean this guy did the unthinkable he beat the chiefs in arrowhead in his first ever postseason to go to the Super Bowl. Sometimes in sports, life, music, movies, entertainment in general, whatever it may be. People you meet at the bar, you know, talking sports. Whatever. Sometimes you meet people and you're like, this dude just gets it. Or this person just has that it factor. And Joe Burrow... Is like the dude who you just know, like, okay, this guy is just going to go out there and compete. He has that it factor. He has that swagger. He has that ability to just be ultra confident and win games. And I know that was like a weird comparison. I'm like, well, the, dude, you just me talking sports at the bar. But the point is, sometimes you talk to people and you're like, this guy's full of shit. And then you meet other people and you're like, all right, this person gets it. And all I'm trying to say is Joe Burrow. I don't know the guy personally. He gets it. He's smoking cigar with his teammates, partying, getting after it. cigars. I mean, his dad and then Jamar Chase's dad were smoking cigars after the game. I mean, it just seems like he's one of those dudes who, I mean, like, he's one of the boys. And I mean, I and this is going to sound cliche. And in the world of politically correctness, it's not like the most PC thing. But he's one of the dogs. He's one of the boys. And he's somebody who you know, like, when the game's on the line, he's going to go all out, and he's going to do it for his team. And and there's just something to that. Now he's proven it in the NFL level as well as college, clearly, with the national championship, record-breaking seasons at LSU, or at season at LSU. I mean, just the kid deserves a lot of credit. The Super Bowl, we'll see how it goes. But no matter what, there's no going up from here for Joe Burrow and the Bengals. And I just want to say the AFC – for the next five to seven, who knows, ten years is absolutely stacked at quarterback. We, I never thought after growing up, I was the, I grew up in the Manning, Brady, Rivers, Roethlisberger. You got Eli Manning, you got Brett Favre, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, there was QB after QB after QB. I never really thought I'd get any better than that. I thought that was kind of the peak. I was a like, quarterback play peak. Drew Brees. I mean. It was absurd. Now, in the AFC alone, we have Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Lamar Jackson. Now, these guys, maybe they don't have the resumes of some of those other dudes quite yet. Give it time. These kids are special. And there's other people that I'm not even mentioning right now in the NFC and other QBs in the AFC that are worthy of a mention. I just This was a quick thing I threw together. I mean, for the next five to seven years, you got Burrow, Mahomes, Allen, Herbert, Jackson, all in the same conference. I mean, there's seven playoff spots. You might as well lock up those dudes if they're healthy. Like, Herbert, I think after this year, is going to learn enough. He's not missing the playoffs again. Jackson had injury issues. If healthy, might as well lock those five dudes right into a playoff spot. And there could be other dudes I'm missing. 
those were the first that comes to mind. I mean, you have Baker Mayfield still trying to find that groove. You have Tua, Trevor Lawrence, and don't get me wrong, they are not they're not on that level as of now. But the NFL is an interesting game. I mean, you get a couple guys around a QB, the right offensive coordinator, whatever it may be. You can see guys take the leap, and Trevor Lawrence. In two years after seeing this with Burrow, we see how quick guys can make the leap. We might he he's a guy we might be having that kind of conversation about also. Trevor Lawrence in a few years. Um, he's one of the special ones. So the MVP race is going to be stacked. The QB position is stacked. The future of the sport is absolutely brighter than ever. And I'll say this real quick. Don't have a ton of other stuff to go over. I'm talking maybe one or two more things. A few years ago, I mean, I'm a big NBA fan. I really thought that NBA, with their international, like, the way they market the game, they do a good job. They bring in a lot of talent internationally. They have, I think two of the last, or three of the last four MVPs have been international players. The game is a global sport. I was like, you know, there's a feel of NBA. I think it's going to pass the NFL. I think it's going to be a soccer type of, like, it's the world's game. I think it's going to pass the NFL in, in the United States. I really kind of thought this, this maybe 2015, 2016. This is just as a fan of the NBA and a fan of football. I've always loved both. I don't feel like that anymore, one bit. I think this new generation of quarterbacks, the way that they market the game now, the way that they've tweaked the game just enough, because I'll be honest, I thought CTE was going to have some more impact on the game in the long term. There is still things the NFL needs to get right. They they have, But they have innovated just a little bit with cannabis. They've changed the game a lot with CTE in the sense of if you go high on a guy, you, there's a hit to the head. They don't tolerate it anymore. It's it's just not what it used to be. As somebody who grew up, I played, I don't know, I tried to do the math today. I played freshman football. I played a lot of quarters of the, you know, uh, A games, and then I played every quarter of the B game pretty much. I played a lot of quarters of football for that year. I, I mean, I was playing a lot, and it was fun. But, you know, I can remember a couple times you take a shot to the head and you go, damn, all right, woo. Back then, they go, you know, it was just kind of a a stinger or whatever. You got your bell rung. Looking back, I was like, okay, maybe, you know, I don't, I didn't take that much of it, but I understand this shit ain't good for you. Is the NFL going to really, football, people going to have their kids playing this forever? There was concerns. I coached flag football and we'd have parents who would come up, I don't want my kid to play tackle. Flash forward, a lot of those kids who were saying that, they actually are playing tackle football at the high school level. Now, at least a few of them that I'm familiar with because the game evolved. They changed the narrative. They do not, they are no longer known as the brutal sport. The game is kind of known as the backyard football a little bit, almost where it's, it's built around guys like Mahomes and Allen and Lamar Jackson and Kyler Murray and these dudes who just make plays in the space and, they can make those plays now. Joe Burrow was out making plays, sliding in the open field today. And I'm just going to be honest, 15 years ago, you can go look up the Bra- video of Brady getting his head absolutely taken off by a defender. These dudes aren't making those plays. Eight years ago, they're probably not making those plays. Ray Lewis was still roaming the field in like 2012. I mean, they weren't making those plays that recently. The NFL switched up. I mean, they said, we're going to protect the quarterback. We're going to protect the receivers. And it took me a while to adjust. I mean, I was like, 
is this really what we're doing? I mean, this guy just threw a flag and he barely grazed the quarterback, but then you start to get it. You're like, okay, I see what they're seeing. The evolution of the sport has gone quicker, faster, and ultimately there was a lot of talk that if they didn't adjust things the way things were going, there was going to be a lot more serious injuries at a consistent rate. And they did, and they did at this point, it seems make the right adjustments. Now I'm not going to go out on a limb and look, say I've looked at data over the last two years of what players report on the injury list and see if that's gotten better or worse. But I do think I will admit I was personally wrong in the sense I thought the NFL was going to get surpassed by a sport like the NBA. I did think that these issues were going to keep young kids from getting into the sport. We did see players starting to retire early at a quicker rate with guys like Andrew Luck, and there was a player on the 49ers, I believe a linebacker, I don't know his name off the top of my head. And there's still a lot of issues with football. It takes a lot of great coaching, a lot of fundamentals to play the game right and avoid injury, because all it takes is bad form on a couple tackles and could be feeling it for the rest of your life. It's a, it's a crazy sport. So I do dis- I do think after watching this weekend, though, that came to my mind where the NBA was kind of the high-flying, fun like sport and all that, and it still is. I mean, let's be real. You're watching a good NBA game, but the NBA is going through an adjustment period too. There's a lot of, I would just say, interesting stuff going on with the NBA where you watch a team like Golden State evolve the game with their shooting and then over time, it kind of watered down the game because now everybody's trying to play one style of play. And I mean, it's getting back to a different style. But the point being, you can watch the NFL and get some high-flying action. Josh Allen, Mahomes, Burrow. I mean, it's fireworks. I mean, these guys are nonstop pace, making plays. They, I mean, I personally like a football game where it's about 13-10, that 49ers-Packers game and the bad weather, those are the kind of games I grew up loving. Chicago Bears football, win the game like 13-10, perfect, boom. That's not the game anymore. And it took me a little time to adjust, but I do think it ultimately the NFL is right where it needs to be, and now they have the talent at quarterback to let it shine, and the future is brighter than ever. Last thing I'll say on this is I do wonder – when you think about guys from the past, <laughs> like what some of them at the QB position got to be thinking, that would be an interesting thing to talk about with some former NFL quarterbacks or prospects or something like that soon on the zone TV or on the Rico or JD show, something, some of my content somewhere, JD zone. I don't know. I got all kinds of shit going. You know how it is in life. It's 2022. You know, we just, we just keep adding new podcasts. By the time I hit the hundredth podcast, different podcasts, JD's house, you know, where I just do house tours or some real estate. I don't know. And then, you know, maybe I blow up. I'm joking. Point being, it'd be great to talk to a former NFL quarterback about how much the game's changing and guys who really could have thrived in this modern era. I think of a guy like Alex Smith, who I mentioned earlier. He came out of college as kind of a unique hybrid kind of a player where he was a mobile quarterback, but at his best, he was really a a, a accurate underneath passer who could use the play action to his advantage in that era. That wasn't, I mean, you were, it was still the era of the gunslinger. So Alex Smith is a guy who immediately comes to my mind. I always think of Alex Smith came in the game the day he could have had success. I'm not going to go down this road. Last guy I'll say, I wouldn't have slept on uh number 15 from Florida. 
coming out today. You know, everybody loves to hate on coming back to the NFL last year. But if Tebow was drafted tomorrow in the modern NFL, I'm not saying he could have gone toe-to-toe with Mahomes and Allen. These guys. But the game's just changed where we didn't know. I'm not, When I say we, I mean, I just mean the football community. Maybe Tebow was a bad example. All right, give me a break. But let's be real. The game's adjusted for a mobile quarterback. I, I Randall Cunningham immediately comes to my mind where he's a guy who, talent-wise, if he came in the d- game today, or Michael Vick, they would have had different careers, and they had great careers as it was, but that's how much the game's changed. I know Tebow is a little bit of a stretch, but, I mean, the NFL's changed a lot where if you had a guy like that at quarterback – Probably pretty easily rushed for about 50 yards per game. I'd say 80. All right, Josh Allen, Tebow. No, Tebow didn't have the cannon. All right, I'm going to move along. I guess the last thing I'll say, because it's been a good uh, little spontaneous edition of The Zone TV with your boy J.D. Dugan. Thank you for watching or listening. So the last thing I'll say, we got the Rams, we got the Bengals, this is going to be one of those matchups who, where, excuse me, it's it's two quarterbacks at the polar opposite points in their careers. This is Burrow's first postseason. I mean, he has no pressure on his shoulders right now. I mean, he's Joe Cool. He's that guy right now. So we'll see Stafford, the old school throwback, you know, gunslinger. I've said that a bunch, but I think if he can come out and getting his rhythm in the Super Bowl, the Rams are going to be hard to beat. But Burrow has shown, whether it's his ability to make plays and keep them in games or whatever it may be, and Zach Taylor, I don't know a whole heck of a lot about Zach Taylor. But one thing that I'm pretty sure, and I'm going to fact check this before I uh, get it wrong here, because that's how we roll on the Zone TV. We keep it real. I believe... Let me fact check this. The team he coached for prior to running the Bengals was the Rams. So that's a storyline we haven't even heard yet. So Zach Taylor's going to be going up against his former boss, Sean McVay. He was the quarterback's coach and the assistant's wide receiver's coach. So it's going to be interesting. I mean, Sean McVay's a hell of a coach. He just beat a guy who he coached under, I believe, or coached with. And now he's going to be going up against another guy he's coached with. So sometimes that stuff could be a lot of, you know, nonsense. But Zach Taylor has gotten very little credit for any of this. It's been the Joe Burrow show. I mean, we could all agree on that. But maybe we need to give Zach Taylor just a little bit more credit. And he might come out and he might have a couple tricks up his sleeve for a good old... Sean McVay, because guess what? He was his QB coach. He knows Stafford's Stafford and Burrow probably running a lot of the same uh, same stuff. So it's going to be an interesting Super Bowl where we might see a lot closer game than we think. I think Rams might come out as big favorites. But when you start to look at the coaching matchup, the QB play, the talent on offense, there's a lot of similarities on this team. Odell Beckham, Jamar Chase, Tyler Boyd, 
Cooper Cup. I'm not going to say they're they're identical. T. Higgins is a playmaker. He's kind of a unique talent to these teams, in my opinion, with his size. But there's similarities. I'm not, I'm not going to go out and say Cooper Cup. I mean, obviously, Cooper Cup and Odell Beckham at this point have looked elite. And Jamar Chase and that other receiving core, I just think there's there similarities, actually. A lot of great receivers. Both teams can run the football. And they both have a guy at QB who, when the shit hits the fan, they know how to step to the side of the fan. And then their head coaches coach together. This is going to be a good Super Bowl. So I'm hyped on that. We got two weeks to wait. Watch the Uncle Rico. The Rico, excuse me. It is the Uncle Rico and JD show, but we dropped the Uncle Rico because it didn't fit in the title on the No Filter Network. But hey, next Friday, this upcoming Friday, we're going to have a great show. The other thing, I, and, and we're talking a lot of football, I'm sure. Get ready for the Super Bowl. We got two weeks to wait, but that would be a good way to hold y'all over, football fans. Last thing I'll say. Patrick Mahomes, I was ready to tweet out at halftime. There's levels to this shit. Like, Mahomes, and I did actually tweet that out. I was ready to post it on Instagram. I didn't. The Instagrams were the real good takes go. Twitter, you know, we just kind of let them loose. And if we miss, you know, nobody follows me on Twitter, so it's fine. But you guys can, the Zone Sports underscore. So, I really thought Mahomes and the Chiefs were ready to just show, like, Brady retires retiring. It's our league right now, and it didn't happen. Maybe they take that field goal at the end of the half. In retrospect, it would have been a different ball game. Doesn't go to overtime. Obviously, it's hard to think like that and justify it. I mean, there's really no way of knowing how the game, because, you know, the butterfly effect, as they say, it could have totally changed the outcome of the game. But I think going forward, the Chiefs are without a doubt. doesn't matter who's coaching that team. I have a gut feeling, by the way, that Andy Reid's going to retire and their offensive coordinator, Eric Bieniemy, who's been the number one candidate for quite a while and hasn't got a job, and everybody's kind of like, why isn't he getting a job? I, I almost wonder... If he's going to take over the Chiefs next year. And Andy Reid, it's just about that time. Because I think this was Andy Reid. Could be his last run. That's all speculation. But I have a weird feeling that could go down. But the Chiefs, it doesn't matter who's running the show. It doesn't matter what's going on. They got their guy in Patrick Mahomes. And the same for the Bills. And, you know, those other guys I mentioned in the AFC, they're up and comers and they're going to get there. But those two dudes, Mahomes especially, with his championship experience, despite the tough loss, you'll learn from it. And Josh Allen, both, are going to be right back in that conversation year after year after year. And I still think going into next season, even if it doesn't matter the outcome of this game, those two dudes are going to be the favorite in the AFC. And that's just how it is. And I just wanted to say that because it's easy to gloss over the their losses and or say you know Mahomes blew it and they choked or I've heard uh you know the Chiefs blew it whatever shit happens at the end of the day they're gonna be back all right that'll do it for the zone tv with your boy JD Dugan spontaneous edition you guys have a great night great day great afternoon whatever you're doing thank you for watching thank you for listening this Super Bowl is gonna be epic make sure to watch the Rico and JD show this Friday on the No Filter Network. Every Friday on No Filter Network at 9.30 a.m. Pacific. And I'll be keeping the Zone TV active. A little more busy. 
coming up. Peace out, y'all. Have a good one.